My days working and taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. You hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com and promo code PODCAST. Hello, welcome to a new episode of the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jack Frenchley for Oahu's 24-7 and Virginia is looking to get back into winning ways this weekend with the oldest rivalry of the South. I mean, Charlottesville, North Carolina is at Scott Stadium for a noon game against the Cavaliers. And this is a game that, I mean, if Virginia wants to make a bowl game, they need to win this one against the Tar Heels. And it's going to be a tough matchup for a Virginia team that has not been finding the end zone this season. So Virginia head coach Tony Elliott spoke to the media on Tuesday. And before we kind of get into the nitty gritty of this game, there is a couple of injury news for this matchup. One of the key key points actually is going to be that offensive line. We saw against Miami that that old line went up against a very talented Miami D line and they struggled. Brennan Armstrong didn't have time to throw in a lot of times and they couldn't get the run game going. One of the reasons, they're kind of thin on that offensive line. Noah Josie started for Virginia because John Paul Flores couldn't play. Then you also had Mikhail Boley, who was also out. Those two, they might not play against North Carolina. Tony Elliott said that he was hopeful that both of them will be able to line up or be available. But according to sources, John Paul Flores may play, but he's not 100%. And it didn't look good when we talked to sources on Tuesday. So we haven't heard an update. Um, I've been waiting for a call today, but I have not heard a call on Thursday. But on Tuesday, it didn't feel like John Paul Flores was ready for game day. Mikhail Boley is practicing a little bit more um, from what our sources tell us. He's he's without a boot and he is uh, participating more practice. So maybe he's going to be available to be part of that lineup to help keep that O-line fresh. Now, the good news for Virginia is that Noah Josie is doing well. He has been grading out pretty 
pretty well for a guy who has not had many snaps. And Josie did well against one of the best D linemen that Virginia faced all season when he played against Miami. Sure, he lost a few reps, but he also won a few reps. And I think that would help his confidence down the line. So Noah Josie has shown some nice flashes in the, in the offensive line, but that O-line is still struggling. That O-line is still not doing well, but keeping their blocks a little more so they can give chance for the run game to set up. But So that's the key injury right there if Virginia is down two more offensive line linemen for this game. So even if, let's say, John Paul Flores is unavailable, um, Justice Johnson, who did not play against Miami, Ty Furnish took all those reps at center. He is an option at guard, but according to both Des Kitchings and Tony Elliott, they're happy with what they've seen from Noah Josie. Did a great job when he came in. Uh, I think he shows a ton of potential, and that's where we're challenging him to continue to improve. He responded very well, and you know, number six for Miami is a damn good player. And and Noah should have some confidence coming from this game where there were some times where he blocked that guy pretty good. Now, that guy got him too. You know, he's a good player. But for Noah, he should build on that and say, you know what, I can do this, and I can just do it consistently. Uh, it's, it seems like week to week, it's, uh, it's you know, whoever's available, uh, you just mix and match those guys. And it's hard to build continuity, but I tell you what, those guys are battling. They were scrapping. They had a, they had a very tough task this past week with um, – uh, with that defensive front from Miami, you know, probably uh, the best uh, or second best defensive front that we're going to play all season. We touched on the run game, but Virginia is going to be without one of its starting running backs. Parents Jones is not expected to be available against North Carolina. So that means Virginia is going to look to Mike Collins, Xavier Brown, and Ronnie Walker to play. Tony Elliott said that Ronnie Walker looks better the last few practices as he works his way back to full health. Mike Hollins did show some great flashes against Miami, including that long 64-yard catch that he had against the Hurricanes. So, and Mike Hollins, according to Tony Elliott and also Des Kitchings, they've seen a lot of progress from the running back a running back, they challenged a lot since their arrival in Charlottesville. Mike is, is practiced better uh, week uh, week after week. Uh, he's a talented guy. Uh, I just, uh, being transparent, got to get the governor off of him. You know, sometimes he'll put the, he'll put the governor on. And, and if you have a governor on uh, when you're practicing, then you're going to have a governor in the game. And, and so getting him to consistently play full speed, um, like the third and three, uh, that we had. We handed the ball off on third and three, and, you know, he runs in there and he's got his eyes down to the ground, you know, and that's a reflection of in practice, man, you got to take a practice rep where you're running to win. And in that situation, uh, you get through the hole, you're one on one with the linebacker. I'm expecting you to drop your pads at 220 pounds and run through the soft shoulder and go get four yards. Uh, so the biggest thing with him is just, just increasing his uh, intensity in practice, and he's trying, you know, but there's some, there's just some bad habits that we got to, that we got to break. But week after week, uh, he continues to come back and, and improve. Uh, actually, I, I, I uh, decided to give him player of the game offensively because of the big plays uh, that he had. So I'm hoping that that'll, you know, encourage him to, man, stay the course, keep working. Um, but uh, but proud of him for the plays that he was able to make. And, and But what I need him to get him to do is, what, what I have to get him to do is to make the routine play, right, consistently over and over and over and not just be living for the big play. Just reminds me of what I'm capable of and uh, reminds my teammates and coaches of you know what I'm capable of and also what can happen if we all execute um, and just showing the office that it's possible we're all capable of making plays and we're all capable of executing
Um, and I just think um, everyone's seeing, you know, someone make a big play, no matter who it is, me, you know, BA, any receiver. Uh, it just uh, lights a fire in everybody. It, you know, gets gets the momentum going. Um, it gets the, gets the mindset in the right place. Finally, the last piece of injury news is linebacker Josh Ahern, who remains day-to-day due to a hamstring. During the game against Miami, James Jackson lined up against Nick Jackson for most of those reps, although we saw also the addition of Stevie Bracey in the rotation and also first-year Trey McDonald. According to sources, also Deshaun Perry is also dealing with a hamstring injury, so not sure where he will be as far as the lineup goes at linebacker, although we've seen Deshaun Perry also be an option out on the edge as well. So those are your key injuries. So again, we have John Paul Flores and Mikhail Boley both hopeful of returning for this game. Paris Jones is likely not able to play. Um, quote, Tony Elliott probably won't go. So that is the quote directly from Tony Elliott. And then Josh Ahern is day-to-day with a hamstring injury. So those are the some of the big injury news uh, for the game. I would show you the depth chart, but the depth chart has all these players on the actual depth chart. So the chart is just the guideline. So we've. Uh, so I'm just going to announce these injuries and not really bother with the depth chart this week since, honestly, if I show you the depth chart and I show you all the guys that are likely not to play on the depth chart, it doesn't really help you get a good idea of what the lineup's going to look like on Saturday. So those are the key personnel issues that Virginia is having as they line up against North Carolina. As far as what the Cavaliers have been focusing on, Tony Elliott said that he liked his team's mindset coming into this week. Obviously, Monday was a little bit down, according to Des Kitchings, but the team has certainly picked up. He also said what he liked from watching the players was that against the Hurricanes, he felt like the team was still fighting to win. They didn't want they didn't want that feeling of losing. Um, that was something that he said was like the, one of the things he wanted to teach was that you're going to hate losing. You wanted to change that winning mentality. And he said he didn't see those guys kind of putting their head down against Miami. He liked the overall attitude and mindset of the team during that matchup and also during this week's practice. Now something that he wanted to point out. Now, obviously, the key here is going to be Virginia's offense getting points on that board. They've been able to move the ball, get about 400 yards of total offense against Georgia Tech and over 300 yards of total offense against Miami. But again, it's just finding that end zone. It's about being effective in that red zone. And Des Kitchings was pretty transparent on Wednesday when we spoke to him. He says everyone, coaches and players, need to do better, need to do better executing. Well, we got to give them some better calls, right? And then we got to execute them, right? Got to catch the ball, right? Spin a play. Got to cover a guy up and run through a tackle. Because when you get down there inside the five, right, there's going to be guys, 10 guys at the line of scrimmage. You can't block them all, you know, so guys got to break a tackle. You know, and then we gotta make plays. I just think it's rep, uh, repetition in practice, um, and executing in practice plays a big role in it as well. Um, just having that that confidence from the execution throughout the week uh, plays a big role in having confidence in the game and executing in the game. Um, I think uh, if as the way we practice, you know, on red zone this week, I think there's a, there'll be a lot of carryover, positive carryover, um, and that's all we look for. Just to, Execute and practice and, you know, pray that our preparation, our foundation of our preparation is sturdy enough to, you know, carry over into the game. Got to play better. Got to make plays. Uh, nobody pointing a finger. We don't need to point no fingers. Everybody's name is written on this season. So we got to just play better, make plays. You know? 
big time plays, make big time plays and big situations. I know that we we can if we want to and if it's on our mind, we can outplay, you know, anybody, any opponent. Um I believe that they're, they're good. Their record their record says that uh as well reflects that. But I just think that we haven't we haven't scratched the surface as an offense. And I think when we put it all together and execute, I don't think there's a, a defense in the ACC that can, you know, hang with us. Um, and I believe a lot of, you know, a lot of people, well, everyone on the offense has that same mindset. But once we get all on the same page, um, like I think we will this week, I don't think they have a, they'll have a chance and, you know, uh, they'll just have to pick their poison. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Virginia, but after the break, we'll break down what North Carolina brings to the table. North Carolina is coming into Charlottesville ranked behind a very impressive offense. We take a closer look at the targets. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and welcome back to the good old podcast i'm jackie french for a while who's 24 7 and we talked a lot about what virginia has been discussing ahead of this game obviously the red zone issues getting points on the board and just their mindset as they lost to Miami in four over after four overtimes. Now they have North Carolina in town, and that's going to be quite the test. That's probably their the best offense they faced all year, and Virginia's defense is going to have quite the challenge when it comes to this game on Saturday. Obviously, everyone's going to be talking about Drake May, North Carolina's quarterback. 
against Pittsburgh, UNC was down 24 to 14 before May kind of took cold that game midway through the third quarter and scored four straight touchdowns. UNC then ran away with the win over the Panthers, and Mace had a quite impressive season. He not only is a very talented quarterback, but he is blessed with some of the best wide receivers and blessed targets in the ACC with Josh Downs and Antoine Green being quite prolific in the air with May. And that's going to be a tough challenge for Virginia. Now, to be fair, Virginia's defense has had quite the year. We've been talking about them for a number of weeks, and they showed against Miami and against Georgia Tech what de- what this defense can truly do. And Anthony Johnson and Fentro Cypress are among some of those playmakers that's been getting a lot more buzz. I've been hyping up the secondary for quite a while. I thought this was going to be a year where the secondary was going to be the strength of this team along with that defensive line, but I really thought the secondary was going to be a have a remarkable improvement from last year just because of the playmakers that they returned. Some of the young guys that we kept hearing behind the scenes last year are now showing their capabilities and what they can do. And obviously having Anthony Johnson and Fentro Cypress being the yin and yang back there with AJ being the, the loudest DB on the field, Fentro Cypress being a little quiet, but still having quietly one of the best seasons in the ACC. Those guys have done well to be number one and two in the ACC for passes defended. And Virginia is the third best ACC team in passes passing defense because they've only allowed 133 yards per game. That's going to be the key battle. That's going to be the big thing for Virginia is how this secondary will handle itself with a very good offense in the air, probably the best offense they face all year as far as in the air. And I'm counting Syracuse in that as well. So this is going to be a, a very interesting matchup for the Cavaliers and Anthony Johnson and Anthony Johnson and coach John Renzinski know that Drake May is a talented quarterback and they're going to have to be on their game on Saturday. Um, he's just a good quarterback. You know, he does a good job of getting the ball out quick. Um, you know, he has a high completion rate. He uh, does a great job of extending plays with his leg, always looking downfield to find the open guys. So uh, definitely going to be a challenge, you know, getting after him. He does a great job of extending plays. I mean, he's a, he's a heck of a football player. Um, he's dynamic, explosive with his feet, can make every throw. Um, he's a good football player. So, I mean, just, he's dynamic. Uh, they got some good wide receivers. You know, uh, number 11, you know, they're going to try to uh, find him and match up. Uh, they also have number three, number five. And they also have some tight ends that are really mobile as well. So uh, I think we uh, just got to lock in on our details and our assignments. And I know Coach Rudd have a good plan. Although North Carolina has been pretty prolific in the air, they have struggled on the ground this year. I know when you look at stats, you're saying that they average 168 yards on the ground per game. But May is your leading rusher in North Carolina. So that stat is kind of like what Virginia had last year, where they couldn't get the ground game running, and Brennan Armstrong was your key to getting any sort of run game going. And that's what's happening in North Carolina as well. So the run game isn't as prolific. So with this offense, with uh, this offense, Virginia really just needs to shut down uh, Drake May and not letting him get those easy passes. So the pass rush is going to be key here make him uncomfortable, and then allow your secondary to cover and make big plays. On the flip side, I think Virginia is going to be able to move the ball better on the ground against North Carolina. Pitt was able to have 127 yards rushing with their starting running back against Carolina last weekend, and I think Virginia may be able to get something going 
on the ground against North Carolina's defense. Their secondary actually had the best performance against the Panthers. Uh, Kadonis Slovis only had 45% completion percentage against Carolina. Their secondary had some rough patches early on in the season, but it seems like they've had a couple of good games in a row where they've had seen some success. Front, you know, they do a good job there. They got some big guys inside that can, can plug up some running lanes. And they try not to give up a big play, you know, in the secondary. So they play a lot of off coverage. Whereas last couple of weeks we've been selling a lot of man coverage. They play a lot of off coverage. They're mixing some man, but they try not to eliminate, try to eliminate the big play. And we're going to have to test them and see if we can make the big play on them, even though they're playing zone coverage. Because, you know, you look at, at Pitt, um, got some explosive plays on them. Duke got some explosive plays on them. So they're there. We just got to execute it and, and, and make plays down the field. I guess it's time to make a prediction. Unfortunately, I'm not going to pick Virginia this week. So maybe that's reverse psychology since I picked Georgia Tech over Virginia. So me and then they beat Georgia Tech. So maybe me picking Virginia, picking North Carolina over Virginia is kind of like reverse prediction. Maybe we'll go with that. But honestly, on paper, Virginia does not have what it takes offensively right now to stick with North Carolina. I think this game has a potential be close early on but I think at some point Drake May and that offense will be able to kind of put this game away and once UNC is ahead I just don't think this Virginia team right now is executing in a way where they can come from behind so I'm going to pick UNC and I'm actually going to pick North Carolina to win this quite comfortably I think this is going to be like a 35 34 14 matchup I think UNC on offense is just too good right now, and they're clicking. And I think, although I think Virginia is going to find the end zone, I just don't think they can keep up with the scoring. So at the end, I do think that UNC is going to win this game. Um, as far as recruiting, they are hosting several visitors, including UVA legacy Zaire Rayner. So that is a good thing for the program. Like I said, during our big recruiting episode a few weeks ago, I said that this was going to be the three, four weeks that is going to be a test for the staff as far as who can come to visit grounds during this time. Last week, they had a very, very good list of visitors. This list, this week, they have some good recruits coming to campus as well. And then next week, they also have a few recruits that they recently offered that will make their visits as well. Some of them, time, some of them visiting for the first time next week. Um, for the game against Pitt. So these are three ACC matchups that you want to bring in as many recruits as possible because those are probably the best atmosphere that you're going to have at Scott Stadium. Coastal Carolina, I've uh, heard a few um, people talk about possibly having a official visitors that weekend. I have not confirmed any of the official visitors that I've confirmed are all in December. But I do know that Virginia is trying to get at least one transfer in relatively soon. Um, so probably have a transfer potential visitor, um, in the next few weeks, um, they're trying to line up a date, uh, but they haven't secured one yet. So we'll report on that on Wahoo's 24 seven. As soon as we have that information about any visitors setting up those visits. And then, as I said, on Monday, I will be at Highland Springs Avarina tonight during that game. Obviously we have miles green who is back from his injury you remember you talked to we talked to miles here a couple weeks ago when he was on the podcast for an interview so we'll be watching miles green christian martin who did not attend the game against miami but has told me that he has rescheduled 
his visit. He'll be able to visit Virginia next week. So he will be watching him. And obviously there's also other guys on the Holland Springs roster that Virginia is still evaluating. And we're actually going to update on those guys, including George Lovelace and linebacker Darius Taylor. Those are some of the guys that Virginia is evaluating on Highland Springs roster. On Verina's roster, obviously, you know, Kavion Kings, linebacker who's committed to North Carolina. He's visiting other places, including Penn State. Um, when you ever have an in-state school, you should always continue to recruit them. So we'll be talking to Keys and seeing where things lie in his recruitment. I don't think Virginia is a player. I'm not trying to give you false hope. Uh, I think it's still a Penn State-North Carolina battle, but we're chatting with him. Um, I'll have that story for the network. Um, but I'll obviously ask if uh, Virginia is a player. Again, I don't think he, I don't think they are. I think it's still Penn State and North Carolina. But we are going to talk to Lamar Booker, a talented wide receiver out of Verina. He will be on grounds this weekend for a visit. And he will also be playing tonight. And then tomorrow night on Friday, I'll be at Mountain View High School to see Christopher Jones, one of the best players in the state in 2024. He's a linebacker. He's the number one overall recruit in the state of Virginia, according to the 24-7 composite. And is a top five recruit in the state of Virginia, according to 24-7 Sports. We're also going to see Eric Mensa, who's also a talented edge rusher out of Mountain View. He holds an offer from Virginia. So we'll be seeing those two guys on Friday, and we'll have updates with them, you know, we talked to Chris Jones about his Virginia visit, but we didn't want to go into too much details about his recruitment. So we're going to do that tomorrow night when we meet him, and then we'll have all those updates on Monday. So that is it. That's all the content that you're expecting on Wahoo's 24-7 in the next few days. And then as far as the podcast goes, as you can imagine, I was hoping to get this up a little earlier, either Wednesday night or Thursday. Still trying to work out podcast schedule starting next week with basketball things are still up in the air i'll probably let one week of basketball go by to see how we're going to adjust the monday we are going to have our normal game recap episode and i'm trying to see when i could have a basketball episode i would love theoretically to have a basketball episode before the season opener that would be my ideal world but um having the media day on wednesday after all our football media availability between the coaches and the players, apart from Tony Elliott, all also on Wednesday. It's been kind of overwhelming a few days, especially with the two high school games I'll be attending. So I'm not sure when exactly I can sit here and shoot a basketball podcast and then also rewatch the game for my game recap episode um, for the Virginia-North Carolina game. So right now, game recap on Monday and then – possibly a basketball basketball one on Monday too, or it could be a situation where we just have a basketball episode the following day after a game. So possibly having Wednesday, a basketball episode reflecting back on the season opener and then possibly doing this preview of the game against Pitt on Thursday. So again, everything's kind of in flux. So thank you guys for hanging in me, with me as I try to figure out the best way to handle um, when everything kind of goes together between football, basketball, and early signing day. Because we can't forget early signing day is a little over a month away. So we're also preparing how to cover that as well on the podcast, as well as on Wahoo's 24-7. So thanks again for sticking with me. And, and three, two, one. And thanks again for sticking with me. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well and like this video so it can help our algorithm. 
And if you have any ideas of what content you would like to see here on the podcast, if you have any ideas of what we should have, why don't you go ahead and leave us a comment on YouTube as well, or leave us a post on Oahu's 24-7 on the message board. So I appreciate your thoughts and insight. And is that a lot of the uh, Wahoo's 24-7 subscribers probably tell you, I do listen to them and we have adjusted our content schedule to add more content that y'all want on the site. So again, thank you again for listening and I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.